part three chapter four section three and four of the possessed by fyodor dostoevsky translated by constance garnett this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine part three chapter four the last resolution section three kirillov was sitting on his leather sofa drinking tea as he always was at that hour he did not get up to meet them but gave a sort of start and looked at the newcomers anxiously you are not mistaken said pyotr stepanovitch it's just that i've come about to-day no no to-morrow about this time and he hurriedly sat down at the table watching kirillov's agitation with some uneasiness but the latter had already regained his composure and looked as usual these people still refuse to believe in you you are not vexed at my bringing liputin to-day i am not vexed to-morrow i want to be alone but not before i come and therefore in my presence i should prefer not in your presence you remember you promised to write and to sign all i dictated i don't care and now will you be here long i have to see one man and to remain half an hour so whatever you say i shall stay that half hour kirillov did not speak liputin meanwhile sat down on one side under the portrait of the bishop that last desperate idea gained more and more possession of him kirillov scarcely noticed him liputin had heard of kirillov's theory before and always laughed at him but now he was silent and looked gloomily round him i've no objection to some tea said pyotr stepanovitch moving up i've just had some steak and was reckoning on getting tea with you drink it you can have some if you like you used to offer it to me observed pyotr stepanovitch sourly that's no matter let liputin have some too no i can't don't want to or can't said pyotr stepanovitch turning quickly to him i am not going to here liputin said expressively pyotr stepanovitch frowned there's a flavour of mysticism about that goodness knows what to make of you people no one answered there was a full minute of silence but i know one thing he added abruptly that no superstition will prevent any one of us from doing his duty has stavrogin gone asked kirillov yes he's done well pyotr stepanovitch's eyes gleamed but he restrained himself i don't care what you think as long as everyone keeps his word i'll keep my word i always knew that you would do your duty like an independent and progressive man you are an absurd fellow that may be i am very glad to amuse you i am always glad if i can give people pleasure you are very anxious i should shoot myself and are afraid i might suddenly not well you see it was your own doing connecting your plan with our work reckoning on your plan we have already done something so that you couldn't refuse now because you've let us in for it you've no claim at all i understand i understand you are perfectly free and we don't come in so long as your free intention is carried out and am i to take on myself all the nasty things you've done listen kirillov are you afraid if you want to cry off say so at once i'm not afraid i ask because you are making so many inquiries are you going soon asking questions again kirillov scanned him contemptuously you see pyotr stepanovitch went on getting angrier and angrier and unable to take the right tone you want me to go away to be alone to concentrate yourself but all that's a bad sign for you for you above all you want to think a great deal 
to my mind you'd better not think and really you make me uneasy there's only one thing i hate that at such a moment i should have a reptile like you beside me oh that doesn't matter i'll go away at the time and stand on the steps if you like if you are so concerned about trifles when it comes to dying then it's all a very bad sign i'll go out on to the steps and you can imagine i know nothing about it and that i am a man infinitely below you no not infinitely you've got abilities but there's a lot you don't understand because you are a low man delighted delighted i told you already i am delighted to provide entertainment at such a moment you don't understand anything that is i well i listen with respect anyway you can do nothing even now you can't hide your petty spite though it's not to your interest to show it you'll make me cross and then i may want another six months pyotr stepanovitch looked at his watch i never understood your theory but i know you didn't invent it for our sakes so i suppose you would carry it out apart from us and i know too that you haven't mastered the idea but the idea has mastered you so you won't put it off what the idea has mastered me yes and not i master the idea that's good you have a little sense only you tease me and i am proud that's a good thing that's a good thing just what you need to be proud enough you've drunk your tea go away damn it all i suppose i must pyotr stepanovitch got up though it's early listen kirillov shall i find that man you know whom i mean at Myanishita's, or has she too been lying you won't find him because he is here and not there here damn it all where sitting in the kitchen eating and drinking how dared he cried pyotr stepanovitch flushing angrily it was his duty to wait what nonsense he has no passport no money i don't know he came to say good-bye he is dressed and ready he is going away and won't come back he says you are a scoundrel and he doesn't want to wait for your money ha ha he is afraid that i but even now i can if where is he in the kitchen kirillov opened a side door into a tiny dark room from this room three steps led straight to the part of the kitchen where the cook's bed was usually put behind the partition here in the corner under the icons fedka was sitting now at a bare deal table before him stood a pint bottle a plate of bread and some cold beef and potatoes on an earthenware dish he was eating in a leisurely way and was already half drunk but he was wearing his sheepskin coat and was evidently ready for a journey a samovar was boiling the other side of the screen but it was not for fedka who had every night for a week or more zealously blown it up and got it ready for alexey nilitch for he's such a habit of drinking tea at nights i am strongly disposed to believe that as kirillov had not a cook he had cooked the beef and potatoes that morning with his own hands for fedka what notion is this cried pyotr stepanovitch whisking into the room why didn't you wait where you were ordered and swinging his fist he brought it down heavily on the table fedka assumed an air of dignity you wait a bit pyotr stepanovitch you wait a bit he began with a swaggering emphasis on each word it's your first duty to understand here that you are on a polite visit to mr kirillov alexey nilitch whose boots you might clean any day because beside you he is a man of culture and you are only foo and he made a jaunty show of spitting to one side haughtiness and determination were evident in his manner and a certain very threatening assumption of argumentative calm that suggested an outburst to follow but pyotr stepanovitch had no time to realize the danger 
and it did not fit in with his preconceived ideas the incidents and disasters of the day had quite turned his head liputin at the top of the three steps stared inquisitively down from the little dark room do you or don't you want a trustworthy passport and good money to go where you've been told yes or no you see pyotr stepanovitch you've been deceiving me from the first and so you've been a regular scoundrel to me for all the world like a filthy human louse that's how i look on you you've promised me a lot of money for shedding innocent blood and swore it was for mr stavrogin though it turns out to be nothing but your want of breeding i didn't get a farthing out of it let alone fifteen hundred and mr stavrogin hit you in the face which has come to our ears now you are threatening me again and promising me money what for you don't say and i shouldn't wonder if you are sending me to petersburg to plot some revenge in your spite against mr stavrogin nikolai vsyevolodovitch reckoning on my simplicity and that proves you are the chief murderer and do you know what you deserve for the very fact that in the depravity of your heart you've given up believing in god himself the true creator you are no better than an idolater and are on a level with the tatar and the mordva alexey nilitch who was a philosopher has expounded the true god the creator many a time to you as well as the creation of the world and the fate that's to come and the transformation of every sort of creature and every sort of beast out of the apocalypse but you've persisted like a senseless idol in your deafness and your dumbness and have brought ensign erkel to the same like the veriest evil seducer and so-called atheist ah you drunken dog he strips the icons of their setting and then preaches about god do you see pyotr stepanovitch i tell you truly that i have stripped the icons but i only took out the pearls and how do you know perhaps my own tear was transformed into a pearl in the furnace of the most high to make up for my sufferings seeing i am just that very orphan having no daily refuge do you know from the books that once in ancient times a merchant with just such tearful sighs and prayers stole a pearl from the halo of the mother of god and afterwards in the face of all the people laid the whole price of it at her feet and the holy mother sheltered him with her mantle before all the people so that it was a miracle and the command was given through the authorities to write it all down word for word in the imperial books and you let a mouse in so you insulted the very throne of god and if you were not my natural master whom i dandled in my arms when i was a stripling i would have done for you now without budging from this place pyotr stepanovitch flew into a violent rage tell me have you seen stavrogin to-day don't you dare to question me mr stavrogin is fairly amazed at you and he had no share in it even in wish let alone instructions or giving money you've presumed with me you'll get the money and you'll get another two thousand in petersburg when you get there in a lump sum and you'll get more you are lying my fine gentleman and it makes me laugh to see how easily you are taken in mr stavrogin stands at the top of the ladder above you and you yelp at him from below like a silly puppy-dog while he thinks it would be doing you an honour to spit at you but do you know cried pyotr stepanovitch in a rage that i won't let you stir a step from here you scoundrel and i'll hand you straight over to the police fedka leapt on to his feet and his eyes gleamed with fury pyotr stepanovitch pulled out his revolver then followed a rapid and revolting scene before pyotr stepanovitch could take aim fedka swung round and in a flash struck him on the cheek with all his might then there was the thud of a second blow a third then a fourth all on the cheek 
pyotr stepanovitch was dazed with his eyes starting out of his head he muttered something and suddenly crashed full length to the ground there you are take him shouted fedka with a triumphant swagger he instantly took up his cap his bag from under the bench and was gone pyotr stepanovitch lay gasping and unconscious liputin even imagined that he had been murdered kirillov ran headlong into the kitchen water he cried and ladling some water in an iron dipper from a bucket he poured it over the injured man's head pyotr stepanovitch stirred raised his head sat up and looked blankly about him well how are you asked kirillov pyotr stepanovitch looked at him intently still not recognizing him but seeing liputin peeping in from the kitchen he smiled his hateful smile and suddenly got up picking up his revolver from the floor if you take it into your head to run away to-morrow like that scoundrel stavrogin he cried pouncing furiously on kirillov pale stammering and hardly able to articulate his words i'll hang you like a fly or crush you if it's at the other end of the world do you understand and he held the revolver straight at kirillov's head but almost at the same moment coming completely to himself he drew back his hand thrust the revolver into his pocket and without saying another word ran out of the house liputin followed him they clambered through the same gap and again walked along the slope holding to the fence pyotr stepanovitch strode rapidly down the street so that liputin could scarcely keep up with him at the first crossing he suddenly stopped well he turned to liputin with a challenge liputin remembered the revolver and was still trembling all over after the scene he had witnessed but the answer seemed to come of itself irresistibly from his tongue i think i think that did you see what fedka was drinking in the kitchen what he was drinking he was drinking vodka well then let me tell you it's the last time in his life he will drink vodka i recommend you to remember that and reflect on it and now go to hell you are not wanted till to-morrow but mind now don't be a fool liputin rushed home full speed section four he had long had a passport in readiness made out in a false name it seems a wild idea that this prudent little man the petty despot of his family who was above all things a sharp man of business and a capitalist and who was an official too though he was a fourierist should long before have conceived the fantastic project of procuring this passport in case of emergency that he might escape abroad by means of it if he did admit the possibility of this if though no doubt he was never able to formulate what this if might mean but now it suddenly formulated itself and in a most unexpected way that desperate idea with which he had gone to kirillov's after that fool he had heard from pyotr stepanovitch on the pavement had been to abandon everything at dawn next day and to emigrate abroad if anyone doubts that such fantastic incidents occur in everyday russian life even now let him look into the biographies of all the russian exiles abroad not one of them escaped with more wisdom or real justification it has always been the unrestrained domination of phantoms and nothing more running home he began by locking himself in getting out his travelling bag and feverishly beginning to pack his chief anxiety was the question of money and how much he could rescue from the impending ruin and by what means he thought of it as rescuing for it seemed to him that he could not linger an hour and that by daylight he must be on the high road he did not know where to take the train either 
he vaguely determined to take it at the second or third big station from the town and to make his way there on foot if necessary in that way instinctively and mechanically he busied himself in his packing with a perfect whirl of ideas in his head and suddenly stopped short gave it all up and with a deep groan stretched himself on the sofa he felt clearly and suddenly realized that he might escape but that he was by now utterly incapable of deciding whether he ought to make off before or after shatov's death that he was simply a lifeless body a crude inert mass that he was being moved by an awful outside power and that though he had a passport to go abroad that though he could run away from shatov otherwise what need was there of such haste yet he would run away not from shatov not before his murder but after it and that that was determined signed and sealed in insufferable distress trembling every instant and wondering at himself alternately groaning aloud and numb with terror he managed to exist till eleven o'clock next morning locked in and lying on the sofa then came the shock he was awaiting and it at once determined him when he unlocked the door and went out to his household at eleven o'clock they told him that the runaway convict and brigand fedka who was a terror to every one who had pillaged churches and only lately been guilty of murder and arson who was being pursued and could not be captured by our police had been found at daybreak murdered five miles from the town at a turning off the high road and that the whole town was talking of it already he rushed headlong out of the house at once to find out further details and learned to begin with that fedka who had been found with his skull broken had apparently been robbed and secondly that the police already had strong suspicion and even good grounds for believing that the murderer was one of the spiegelin men called fomka the very one who had been his accomplice in murdering the lebyadkins and setting fire to their house and that there had been a quarrel between them on the road about a large sum of money stolen from lebyadkin which fedka was supposed to have hidden liputin ran to pyotr stepanovitch's lodgings and succeeded in learning at the back door on the sly that though pyotr stepanovitch had not returned home till about one o'clock at night he had slept there quietly all night till eight o'clock next morning of course there could be no doubt that there was nothing extraordinary about fedka's death and that such careers usually have such an ending but the coincidence of the fatal words that it was the last time fedka would drink vodka with the prompt fulfilment of the prediction was so remarkable that liputin no longer hesitated the shock had been given it was as though a stone had fallen upon him and crushed him forever returning home he thrust his travelling bag under the bed without a word and in the evening at the hour fixed he was the first to appear at the appointed spot to meet shatov though it's true he still had his passport in his pocket end of part three chapter four recording by expatriate in bangor maine